Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network and, and, and part of Omaha Audio. We did it, fellas. I was saying earlier, we've been negotiating this deal since um, Eli was drafted by the Chargers, and we find, sorry, Spaghetti, I don't know if you knew that. That's how it happened. He was drafted by the Chargers. And then the Giants, like, let, let us steal them from the league. But anyway, we're partners with Omaha. We are here. Spaghetti and meatballs are fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon is producing this mess on a Tuesday morning. And joining me, as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. Sheck, we're coming off. Well, let me, let me announce our contest winners first, because this is spectacular. This is pretty good. Now, the prop quiz winner, Joseph Piccioni. Uh, six right, six out of ten. Good job by you. You get a gold cap. The pick'em winner, hundred dollar prize. The winner at twelve and three, cousin Sal. <laughs> I won the stupid thing. I had the tiebreaker over you, Shaq. Uh, you were also yeah. You were also twelve and three. Harry was third, and it's like this is ridiculous. Two hundred and seventy-two people joined. How do we get the uh, win placer show out of the Extra Points Podcast Network? And in case you think the fix is in, we put out a graphic, Mikey Meatballs does and Eddie Spaghetti, with our picks every Sunday morning. So it's a legit 12-3. and three. If you did better, uh, I want to hear from you. But that's pretty good, Shaq. It is people. great. Pat ourselves on the back, of course. But did you, uh, it feels like six weeks ago now, uh, Thursday Night Football and Arrowhead, you had... You win that one. Right, yes. You had the Chargers, I, right? Or no, I had the Chiefs laying the points. That's not part of this pot of this contest. I, I get it. I, I get not this do. contest with the audience, but the head-to-head <laughs> staff-wise, I feel like damage oh, okay. gets the tiebreaker. But it, right. I just want to say, oh wait, 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 hang on a second. If you guys want to talk about head-to-head staff tiebreakers, I think we should go back a week ago when I went twelve and three and mopped the floor with both of you guys, and that's why currently I am leading the extra you points are. of the in the entire competition since meatballs and spaghetti yes. colluded not to put the uh, the records on for the week two graphic up because it would have made you two look like you know whatever. Because <laughs> Dave went twelve and three and is currently sitting at a five hundred record. I'll have that. I mean, no, I, no, no. only one no, of us no. is. 20 and 10 on the year. Hold on. You are right. You're 20 and 10. You're in first place. Nice job. Sheck and I and Harry are 18 and 12 in terms of the staff. So you have a two game lead. You got to hold on though, Martin. Got to hold on for one more day. Like Wilson Phillips told us, but back to this stupid thing that I won out of 272 people. I am letting the hundred dollars roll over to next week. I don't know that either of you would have the fortitude to uh, fortitude to do that, but I, it's now a two hundred dollar prize next week. I'm rolling it over, but good, good job. No, Bobby. you know what? You know what? Ten. I like yes. the spirit of where what you're laying down there. I'm gonna throw three dollars into that. <laughs> oh wow! All right, <laughs> do that. <laughs> Wait three. a minute. Now it's hundred and three, so it's a two hundred and three dollar. That's reward. the three dollars you owe Martin, though. So that's I don't know. I think you right. have to figure it out with him. I'm not sure if that's uh, that's the right that's way cool, to do right, this. Marty? I'm just gonna rob you one day, Dave. When you're not <laughs> well, paying attention, you're I'm gonna rob you. Well, <laughs> well, with all, all right. your with all your predictive powers, you you're surely sitting on a mountain of cash. Oh, you, you see, Dave, that's how we were able to have. Three. See, Dave, here's the thing. See, you went twelve and three, and we've now spent the last seven minutes talking about how you went twelve and three. I when I went twelve, that. when I went twelve and three, we were able to recap all the week one games because you know what. 
That's what the money is for. Okay, I hit 12 and 3. I had enough money. I wasn't worried about needing the credit from you two or anybody else. You know why? Because I got credit from where it mattered, the sports book. I, I, it, I get, I I, I get two times. I get two times credit because the pup of the week when we pick a heavy underdog to win outright. Sal yeah. took what I was thinking. I oh, like I did that last week outright, not week one, nailed it. Sorry, I'm Listen, just go ahead. If you want to think a lot of bragging. Marty, please, please. Well, I'm just Marty. saying. Everybody if we, knows. But everybody Marty, did. I don't know. Week one sure. of the NFL is amateur hour. Everybody can sit there and flip <laughs> coins and guess right. Who knows anything before we see these teams? Now we're starting to lock in a little bit. Now, pup of the week. Uh, I, I, did got the Jags. I, I, I did great. Now, I will say week two, I think, is amateur hour. I, I don't know what the hell happened with all these comebacks and everything. <laughs> so we did get lucky. But all right, Mark, we'll give you credit. 20 and 10. Sheck and I and Harry are 18 and 12. Um, what did I? But how about my Cardinals? My back, my backup <laughs> pup of the week was the Cardinals. Nonsense <laughs> game. Nonsense game. I, I mean, I had the Jags, so that was the never a game. Two minutes in, I, we're going to get to the Cardinals. We're going to get to Kyla Murray and the assault and everything else. I do want to mention. Speaking of assaults, I don't want the uh, Manning brothers to get nervous. Martin did threaten to rob. Uh, Sheck, that is just a joke. Martin, please uh, clear up that that is just a joke, and there's no crimes being planned on this show. It's only a crime official. Report. No, <laughs> <laughs> only a crime reported, right? Confirm it. All right, TBD. Okay. All right, listen, TBD on the MNF recap. Monday night football. Uh, they had two games for us last night. They should have had three because both turned to be junk. Uh, but I was getting deja vu. I was getting with the Bills. I was looking at that team, and I had the Titans. That was stupid. I bought it to ten and a half. I thought I was a. a uh, I thought I was a genius getting the extra half a point, but no. Uh, Sheck, I don't know if you feel, Martin, you were a little young, maybe not even born at the time of the early 90s Bills, but the crossing routes wide open, the fumbles two inches from going out of bounds, and they jumped on like five of them. The Bill, I got the deja vu from the early 90s Bills out of this Josh Allen-led squad, and they demolished, demolished the Titans, the number one seed in the AFC uh, last year. What are your impressions of that game? My God. Well, first of all, I thought when you said deja vu, I thought you were hoping to, you were trying to summon the football gods to deliver the reverse of what happened with the Oilers, who are now the Titans, in what was mm -hmm. that, 92? The 35-3 rally Reich with Frank back. Reich yeah. and all of that. Um, I was wrong. I was with you on the Titans, plus 10 is where I got that. Um, but I am right, I was right in the big picture about the Tennessee Titans. All of a sudden, with the with the Texans, not the Oilers, the Texans who replaced the Oilers, um, the uh, they're something other than a complete and abject punchline. The Jags look right. interesting, maybe relevant. The Colts aren't gonna. They're, they're just the roster's too good for them. It's to a stink. junk division. I hate it. It I, is. I hate but trying to pick it. I hate it. I, I, no, no, no one team is better. They show up. The Colts are still favored to win the division. They barely. What they they. They, they will zero for they will really. I don't know. Well, man. I mean, Matt Ryan. here's the Matt logic. Ryan's good for two picks a game, but go ahead. Let in history, how often does a team bounce by plus six in win total from one season to the next? That's what you're asking the Jags to do to win the division. They, I mean, they well, you're really asking them to win a road game too, which they really haven't done in two years. So that that's why I'm a little skeptical. I know they're plus four thirty for the division, but Martin, instead of yeah, I, we could take this either way. We could celebrate the Bills further. 
lot, very interesting matchup against the Dolphins. We'll get to that this week. But, Mark, what were your impressions of that Titans-Bills uh, game? I got to stop betting against Buffalo. Like, yeah. if I like the other side, then I just can't bet on the game. I'm, I'm done betting against the Bills. This is exactly how I ended last year, and I got lucky because of 13 seconds, and I'm not going to – I cannot continue to fall into this trap. It's week two. I did it week one. I did it week two. I refuse to do it week three because I really kind of feel like Miami at speed on the outside. I watched that fourth quarter. I was on the Ravens. So, of course, I just watched that meltdown, and it looked like Alabama Tua out there. But you know what? I'm not, I cannot, I will not, I refuse to bet against Josh Allen and this wagon that is the Buffalo Bills because they are just elite out of, like, if they, if this was, like, the November, December, I would definitely be saying that this is the lock for the Super Bowl. But now because of, like, obviously, obviously injuries and all that can happen from here until now. But if the team was playing at this level sure. come Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas time, it's like, yo, it's over with. Pack it up. It's time to go. They got the Lombardi right here and there. I mean— I, I just, and I've never seen something Sweet like that. Sweet Jesus. You're on, <laughs> Bruh, you were entirely no. against the Bills until Monday night, and now. <laughs> no, now I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. They okay. they haven't. Look, outside of, outside of the game against Kansas City, look, they would have scored. They would have scored 40 points against the Rams if they had to turn the ball. Like, they're just going to score 35 points a game, minimum. The rest of the they're NFL. They're not a fun watch. Yeah. They're, like, they're it's good luck. Watch if you. It, if you're looking for a, a close game. In fact, I liken it to like, um, you know, the NFL is lucky these games are scheduled because you'd be hard pressed to find the Bills an opponent. They're that scary. It's like Clubber Lang. It's like, oh, who's he going to fight? That guy's terrifying. You can't find anyone who's going to fight him. Or, you know, Tyson, in the uh, to bring it back to reality, Tyson in the late 80s. Like, how are they going to find an opponent for him? It's kind of like that for the Bills. Like, they're too, it's too ugly a win to even put on prime time. But I was going to say... Did we see the best team in each conference as bad as the games were last night? Eagles now plus 500 to win the NFC. And talk about deja vu. That felt like a first week Saturday night playoff game where you felt like the Vikings were a little better on paper, but the Eagles won the division, you know, a lesser division. And then you go and you watch the game and the Eagles at home put the smackdown on them and Kirk Cousins uh, back to being Kirk Cousins uh, that a lot of us are familiar with, Jack. Boy, there are several alleged curses that exist around pro football in the 21st century, but none more powerful than Kirk Cousins on prime time. Monday I mean, night, he, yeah, what, yeah. what is he now, 2-10? and 10? Is that the uh, the career update on him? Oh, yeah. When he two plays and uh, under the lights? I mean, that, mm-hmm. uh, no, that's, Monday night that's bad. Yeah. The, here's the thing. The, the thing that strikes me is we make our perennial, you know, collectively, whoever is uh, in the media and prognosticating and otherwise – we all make our picks about who's going to be good, who's going to win their division. That mm-hmm. is that obviously is relevant from a wagering standpoint beyond and who gets to play in the January tournament. But that is its own creature. Just as I always say, don't don't watch preseason and make determinations about what's going to happen in regular season. To a lesser degree, that also applies from regular season into the postseason. The Eagles are good. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. So settle down, everybody, no, with I, that I'm kind with, of yeah. talk already. I, I, well, I mean, who, who's ahead of only the Bucks are ahead of them in the NFC. And the Packers. So. 
No, and I mean, well, I'll, odds, I'll odds, well, odds wise, right now, odds wise, right now, only the Bucks are ahead of them. But you're right; the Packers are behind. The Vikings are obviously behind them now. I don't know. I just Martin. I just felt like it just They're felt awesome. like a playoff game. That like, oh, it just got out of hand early. Um, so maybe they right. are the best two teams. I'm not going to pull the trigger on them being the best team in the NFC, although it's slim pickings. I don't think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC, but I agree with you. It felt like a playoff game in that you're like, wow. This quarterback has absolutely no shot at coming back and winning this game. Mm-hmm. Like he's in way over his head. It kind of it gave me the feeling of that. Like watching Darius Darius Slay was the intended target on some of those passes that Kirk Cousins was throwing. I can't believe I was mm-hmm. picking this team to win the division, and I still kind of feel decent about it even after watching this. But I can't believe I was willing to to put my 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 reputation on Kirk Cousins knowing that it's the same Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. You did. Martin, you're not risking much. Be honest. I got I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a lot to go on here. You know what I'm saying? I have a very short rope you, in general. You staked your you staked your very reputation. I didn't know about that. <laughs> pick. He's give, he's giving picks every Monday night and then they, the, the the reasoning was sound, but Kirk Cousins, I don't know. It's like you're you're right. Like week one, you might say it's amateur hour. Like Jefferson, uh, is he going to get open like he did in week one against the Packers every time? Well, that's not the case we saw yesterday, and and Slay is a a, a big reason for that. But yeah, th- kind of hey, you know what though? I think a lot of times I think he was open a lot. I think Kirk Cousins was missing way more. Even Troy Aikman was pretty uh pretty critical. There were a couple drops uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple no, drops, sure. but it was seemed to be a lot of like you know you one sec one Mississippi. Let me check this ball down real quick. Like I I, I, yeah. I wonder when you got Thielen and. And Jefferson, how much looking down the field do you do? Or did he do? You yeah. know, for my liking at least. People uh, people are are bipolar in their brains, and then that's what's going on inside of them. And then the rest of the world tries to make sense of what's going on there. This is what's happening in reverse two weeks into pro football, and it happens every year, is the public perceives teams to be bipolar when in fact they're not. We've only seen two games. So if you split, if you won one and lost the other one, now we're like, who is this team? They're the same team. Everybody settled down. It's a 17-week, or 18 weeks, but 17 games. Everybody settle in. The Vikings are going to be fine. I okay, mean, but they're gonna if you're 0-2, the, the Bengals are like, worrisome. The Bengals are worrisome. But they're going to be the fine. They'll always have Kirk missing. Cousins, though. Right. Well, that, that's my point about what I say about Regular season versus postseason. Do I think the Vikings can go to the Super Bowl? No, because no. they have Kirk Cousins as their QB, and they're not going to win three games in January to get there. Right. Um, I I think the thing, as uh, as unfun as it kind of is, that with Tom Brady and his soap opera and he stinks and all of that, or so far has been mediocre by his standard and everything else, the story so far is the Bucks defense is just shut down. That That's something that's carried through from week one to two and that's th- this game Packers and Bucks whoever survives that one that's the best team in the in the NFC cuz these are two real All heavyweights right. defensively despite their Hall of Fame QBs We'll give our picks there. The Bucks defense what, what, what can you say bad about the Bucks defense? I'll get Martin that your team 
man, I was Jesus. all over the Saints. And it's really weird because, like, I saw this a month ago, this line, and uh, and I'm like, all right, I like the Saints. I saw this matchup at least. I'm like, this is where they make their move. And they're like, well, Jameis has four busted ribs. Like, I don't care. I'm still sticking with the Saints. Like, Kamara's out. Like, uh, it doesn't matter. And you never really do the math. Like, okay, how are they going to score if he has busted ribs and Kamara's out and you're giving it to Ingram, who, by the way, had a decent game, and then they fumbled late. I'm sure you're watching, Martin, and that's kind of what – uh, turn the tide that and um, that tanter, uh, temper tantrum on the sideline by uh, Brady calculated. Was that calculated Martin? For, that uh, temper tantrum because it really righted the ship for them. How does Marshawn Lattimore get ejected for that game? That was the, that really was to me was the turning point because Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best cornerbacks mm-hmm. in the league. If you, if you ever look at any numbers with him and Mike Evans, it's complete Alcatraz whenever they, the two of them play, he's locked up completely. And if Mike Evans deserved to get ejected from the game, he came from the sideline, ran and hit a guy in his back. Right. These are bad, I guess, because they had history. Is it because they had history? Is that why they both got uh, they both got the yanked? I mean, I understand that. But if I'm just because I have history with somebody and he came over to talk to me, what I didn't do anything in this moment. I just, it just, I had trouble with that one. It did not seem like quid pro quo that Marshawn Lattimore had to watch the rest of this one from the locker room. And then you see Tom Brady picking on the, you know, the uh, the cornerback that came in, the nickel cornerback, because they traded Garner Johnson. And that was really the turning point to me when it seemed like Marshawn Lattimore didn't do anything but tell Tom Brady, hey, go to the sideline. But of course, you can't say anything to Tom Brady except, hey, Tom, thank you for playing football today. I really appreciate it. But no, nah, that yeah. was that, that was a disheartening sucks. game. It sucks too. Cause, well, yeah, because the division is. I mean, odds wise, look at Caesars minus five fifty now. The Bucks, the biggest favorite, even a bigger favorite than the Bills to win their division, and the Saints are at plus four seventy five. That just sucks, Jack. I wanted that. I wanted one of the Souths to matter uh, going into Week Three. Yeah, but it's going to remain compelling, I guess, not maybe, um, you know, if you're putting your eyeballs and you're making a choice of what game do you want to lock in on or put on the big screen or however you uh, approach your your Sunday viewing habits. But during the week, it will remain an interesting storyline because of what's going on with Tom Brady. I mean, he seems like, I keep saying it, but... And I'm not trying to pick the scab. Whatever's going on in his life is his business, I suppose, except that it directly impacts his team. It's crazy what's going on, and we, we still don't talk about it nearly enough. This calendar year, he retired. He tried to buy the Miami Dolphins. Then as a fallback, he went back to Tampa Bay, which begs the question, where's your dignity, Bucks fans? This guy, you were his fallback, and you're still like, yay, Tom. It's the defense, though, that carries the day, and I guess that makes it, uh, makes it, uh, makes it watchable. But Tom Brady, thus far, I, he, look at the raw numbers. He's throwing the ball way less two games into the season than he did versus yeah. a year ago. He's completing it at a lower percentage. It, Something ain't right there. So they're, well, they're compelling to track because of that. Who's on the practice squad today? <laughs> Cole who's Beasley. The, Cole Beasley. Okay, there you go. Beasley's MC back Cole Beasley. Uh, yeah, well, because if, if there's no Julio Jones, you need a kind of play, a player like that's going to fill the role and is going to end up with six or seven touchdowns. We know how it goes. But Brady, over. you're right, Check over 5,000 yards, 5,300 yards. Doesn't look anywhere near that. We can go over the top three. At one point, it was Wentz, Flacco, and Tua with the top three, I think, before yesterday. I think Allen is now there uh, yards-wise. But let me ask you guys this. This was interesting. Um, so I got, well, I got, teams I got one two. last thing to say yeah. on this game. 
And I want to just say a personal F you it to just, Mike uh, Edwards. He, he shouldn't have been there, Jameis. It, 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 it's not fair. Four broken ribs. It wasn't a fair fight. It wasn't God. a fair I mean, have fight. Have you ever tried doing something with a with a bruised ribs? It's it's impossible. Try lifting a bag of groceries with bruised ribs, let alone L1 through L4 torn up. Go ahead, Martin. It's, this guy, Mike Edwards, has cost me, on three separate occasions, a cover by taking a pick six back to the house. Like last really? year, I I had teased the Falcons up to 17, pick six, Buccaneers win by 24. This week, I teased the Saints from, I teased the Saints. I had them all over the place, right? I had them on the money line. I had them on the spread, and I had them yeah. in a tease. I figure of, it, it's a 3-3 three, three game in the fourth quarter. No one's even going to score too. eight points total in this game, damn near it feels like. And, of course, Mike Edwards, pick six, boom. Buccaneers mm-hmm. win by 10. I blow everything. Two, two interceptions in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? was it yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Jameis had two picks in the – he had three in the second half, which was just, you know, just lovely to see. Bummer. Well, let's look at the uh, 0-2 teams because there's only five of them. I don't know. That seems like not a lot um, after two weeks. But Ravens, mm-hmm. Raiders, Bengals, Panthers, Falcons. Okay, Falcons, I could see. Panthers, I think everyone had higher hopes for uh, Baker. Bengals, huge offensive line issues. Huge. I mean, really. It's no longer, uh, hey, Joe Burrow will get him back. It's like, no. He has put on his ass between four and ten times a game, and it's uh, it's tough to overcome. The Raiders, we saw what they did against Arizona. Sheck's uh, pup of the week pick. That was disgraceful. And the Ravens, another disgraceful uh, performance. They were up, like, what, three touchdowns? I, I don't know what they were. I mean, it was insane, that comeback. Out of these teams, which, if any, do you think will make the playoffs, Martin? Ravens, Raiders, Bengals, Panthers, Falcons. The Ravens. The Ravens. The Ravens are going to make the playoffs. The Ravens are going to make the playoffs. And if they had and if they had had any of their defensive backs on the field in the fourth quarter, but I'll be honest, I've I've seen that Mike McDonald play before. I've seen with Ohio State and Michigan, just watching Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson just cross the field and just be wide open over and over and over again, like like Waddle and Hill were. So I am concerned about that. But no team's got that type of speed on the outside except for Miami. So you know, I, I don't I think guess, that that's I don't think that's replicable. Whereas Lamar Jackson and what he did on offense, I think we'll see that maybe two or three times more this season. Well, Shaq, you'll say the Ravens too. I'll give my thoughts after you guys. But you is the Ravens that obvious? Was this a stupid question I posed here? Yeah, I mean, a fortnight ago, clearly the Bengals were the only other team that anybody was real reasonably floating to take the AFC North. Are we really off the Ravens after that one? That was obviously not a great loss for them there. But as I say, week two, they're one and one. Everything is just fine. They're, they're, there's no one in that division that's going to take them down over the next 15 games. Well, here's what I'll say. I would agree normally with you guys, but what if this is the norm? What if this is, this team is just cursed and they have injuries all over the place? Like the thing I love most about the Ravens is they could sit on a lead, right? If they had a lead in the fourth quarter, you didn't have to worry about it because they had a great running game, right? Uh, really led by Lamar Jackson and, and Dobbins. But if it's going to be, what is it, Justice Hill and some other guys no one's ever heard of trying to hold the lead and a secondary that's banged up every week, uh, I get it. Nobody gained on anybody or lost ground in the AFC North because everybody, uh, nobody was victorious. But 
I do worry about the Ravens in terms of uh, the, the makeup of their team. That was, Sheck, wasn't that it? Like, yeah, they run the ball. They don't have to worry about blowing four touchdown leads. I don't care who's on the other side. It, well, it, it does. And uh, like I say, I'm, I'm fairly confident. It's not like I'm rooting for the Ravens to succeed. But Lamar Jackson is having an MVP level season two weeks in for what that matters. Yeah. He's not the issue. But it then does beg the question, if it doesn't add up to a lot of wins in 2022, won't the Ravens front office kind of shrug and, and say, you had a great season, Lamar, and we it wasn't enough to win the division again Maybe they will move on from him. Maybe they maybe a trade is in the works, and we keep seeing it year after year, and we keep mm. acting surprised when big name QBs get traded. But already, this is setting up for uh, a, a potential divorce or a tag situation with Lamar Jackson. But point is, yes, the Ravens are going to hold on and win the division, um, but they're going to have to do it with Lamar Jackson running a little bit less despite his career long Running less. He's dash. the only running back. If I know. come back, he's their only hope back there. He'll be there. He'll be back soon. But yeah, they're screwed up with, between Ronnie Stanley and Dobbins and the and the injuries on the back end defensively, which is their position of strength when yeah. all right. Yeah. But it's they're in the AFC North. That's that's the, the answer. That is not presenting right now as... Uh, a loaded division. So that's plus that's why I'm like, ah, it's not that big a deal. The Ravens are plus 105. Uh, back to Martin's point. Martin, I know you had Lamar Jackson to win MVP. Sheck has said it. He's having an MVP type of year. That was an unfortunate loss. Uh, it is interesting that Tua is now down to 18-1. to Lamar Jackson now 12-1. to I guess let's put it this way. Which quarterback right now are you most afraid of? Most afraid to bet against? Can, can I just say... Is it either of those two or is it Josh Allen? No, it, for number one, still. number one with the bullet is Josh Allen for me. He's by far the quarterback I'm the most afraid to bet against. But uh, he's broken, just, Marty. Josh Allen uh, broke Marty oh yeah. right before really our did. eyes. I'm broken. I, I I give in. I lost. I give in. Like congratulations, he's a rock. Like congratulations, the Bills, y'all got it. But Dave, trading Lamar Jackson would be football malpractice. I just have to like that would be abs- absurdity. But yeah, it's number. It's I'm not afraid to bet against Tua at all. But it's the idea that with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and the way Mike McDaniel was scheming those guys, they were so open, Sal. They were so open, and I'm not trying to discredit Tua. I mean, I he got on the ball, but it's like I mean that you know it, it's not exactly like he was fitting it in it in there like Justin Herbert has in times where he's just like oh how did he make that throw it's like wow it's more to me it was a lot of play design in Miami which is incredibly concerning against betting against that team going forward yeah yeah sure if they're going to get behind the, the 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 corners every like just want, if that's their game plan and you know you go to that 10 times and three times you hit that's that's trouble for the rest of the league. I don't know. I think Buffalo beats them up a little this week, and then that's that. I will say this. If you're going to bet Miami to win that division, do it right now, right? Because if they beat Buffalo, the odds are going to tighten up. And if they don't beat Buffalo, they're probably not going to win. They're probably not going to win the division anyway, but um, you're already uh, going to be uh, a game back there. Uh, it is interesting, half, though. So. I, I know I keep saying this in my, on minus three and on extra mm-hmm. points and everywhere I talk into a microphone, but... I wonder if, and, and and this next game against the Bills will will be further illumination from what we already saw in Charm City on Sunday, but 
Are we going to like mid by mid season? Is the conversation just going to be, man, we, some of us kind of missed on these dolphins. Why didn't we know that they were going to jump the league with the speed that they're throwing out there? It's very much a, the analogy I keep making is, um, they're like Miami college football when they blew up as or Kurt Warner in the greatest show on turf or Mahomes first breakout year uh, with the Chiefs, it's like, what the hell is going on? I mean, they're just running past, yeah. or Lamar Jackson in 2019, like, well, they're just too fast for us. Nobody, can, we don't know what to do about that. We have to adjust, but it's going to take the offseason collectively for us to make sense of how we're going right. to slow it. Well, uh, That's can, a crazy can, offense can they're throwing out game? there. Yeah, can yes, we see let's see one more, more. I'm just let's saying. Let's see one more. I, I don't, I don't I see that, you know, I, I don't think I have to be shamed forever for thinking, uh, I'm not sure if Tua can make, you know, let's see one more game. And I, I won't even say I won't even say it's the Bills because they'll probably lose that game. But I'll put it like see, this: I, I'm willing to trade them for playoffs. You know, I had the Raiders to win the West. That's probably a loser. Although I think they win their next two against Titans and Broncos and are right back in it. But uh, I'm I will I will concede that the Dolphins will take their playoff spot um, if things continue. Well, let me add. Well, then uh. here, here's the thing: because uh, for for the month of August, the the debate that I couldn't resolve was so who's the second placed AFC AFC East team is it the Dolphins are they going to jump the league or the Patriots going to grind it out and Belichick it up and now after you see these two games you know listen it hurt my feelings what happened in in Akersher uh on Sunday but also my takeaway is I don't know if Mac Jones is very good and I know that the team in general isn't loaded with talent but at the most important position on the field you offset the other right. roster deficits with your quarterback. And I don't know if Mac Jones can do that. I think it's clear that well, we'll the Dolphins it. are the second best team, right? Yeah, I and think that's so. Yeah, I, I had one at eight and nine and one at nine and eight. And I might have been way Me off. Too. I might be, might have been three or four games off on that. Mark, what were you going to say there? I was just about to say that Tua was making throws on Sunday that I don't think, you know, when you give him credit, Kirk Cousins wouldn't have made, I don't think, if Monday night, Kirk Cousins wouldn't have made those throws. I don't know if Kirk Cousins oh, yeah. would have been able to get get Waddle and Hill the ball in the same way that Tua was able to get Waddle and Hill the ball if it was well, Monday similar, night at 8.30 yeah. p.m. It is interesting because Jefferson, like I said, was open in much the same way that Waddle was open and Hill was open uh, last week in week one. So that's why we have to see at least two games. I, I'm, I'm telling you, Shaq, I think week two is when everyone thinks they're an expert. And yeah, sure, I went 12 and three, but I don't feel like I have a handle on this as <laughs> anywhere near as, as much as I should uh, going into week three. All right, listen, let's take a break. We went over Martin's team, the Saints. We're going to go over my team and Shaq squad when we get back. Yes, we are brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odds, boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns toward exclusive perks at Caesar's Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app, become a Caesar's Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. You must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Shaq. Yeah, let's start with my Cowboys. We're back. Congrats, We're back. man. And we go to the Giants on Monday, and the Giants are a healthy three-point favorite. That's too, that's too high. I'm sorry, that's too high. I get it. Everyone's excited about this coach, much like they were excited about Coach Judge. Uh, I, I, I was talking to guy, people like, oh, the cops around the stadium have a, some swagger in their step. Everyone's falling for the Giants. <laughs> they won two games that they pretty easily could have lost. Spaghetti. You're very excited. I want to. I don't want to put a pin in you here, Spaghetti. But a three-point favorite. You and I need something to bet on Monday night. We're gonna have to figure something out. Sal, I don't know how you're this excited. Like, I don't want to poo-poo a win, but I mean, come on. You're coming into to MetLife with Cooper Rush. Like, let's, <laughs> let's pump the brakes here. I mean, Ryan Tannehill and say what you Who's want. Who's your quarterback? Ryan, Ryan Tannehill and <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Say what you want. Better quarterbacks than Cooper Rush. I mean, you, Dalton Schultz may miss the game. CeeDee Lamb's banged up. Like, we're going to get back Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Aziz Ojolari. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Wanda Robinson may play. Like, it's the, the defense stopped Christian McCaffrey from doing anything. They stopped Derek Henry from doing anything. Like, you guys are down. Didn't McCaffrey have like a hundred yards rushing? Didn't he? Yeah, have, I, and, I and then they and then they spied, and then they spot when once they put Xavier McKinney on him, he spied him the rest of the game. They shut him down completely in the second half. So I mean, he's just like I I just don't see you guys having any offensive output versus this, this Wink Martindale defense. I'm sorry, it's gonna All be. Right, bad. I don't does see anybody. Does anybody swing offensive output against the be, against the best? generational defensive player in, in football and Micah Parsons. How about that? If he goes on Andrew Thomas, he's not going to get a single sack of the whole game. Oh, really? Whoa. Oh, so the, the, all right. Wow. That, hey, that might be a hotter take than Eddie saying he would fight Altuve. That might be a hotter take than Eddie saying he could beat up Altuve. He's the highest grade of left tackle in football right now. Go check. Do you see him? We can move him to the other side, too, is the other thing. But uh, do you see how he glides to the quarterback? Like, I've not seen anything like it in many, many years. Oh, I think this. Oh, I can't wait for this game now. I can't wait for it. And it's a must win. Wait a second. This one's home. Hold on a second. A lot of pressure. First of all, first of all, it's Cooper Rush. So I, I hear Spaghetti's noise. I also need to remark that it's funny. Marty swings wildly from the Bills dating back to January of 2022. Now he's fully <laughs> on with Josh Allen. Eddie Spaghetti, in two weeks' time, has swung oh, from, know. like, I don't know about the Giants, to, like, you think the Cowboys can win in Matt, Matt life? It's, They're 2-0, and, oh, and and they are fun, <laughs> and they are looking gonna, good. And the most important the point team. is... The Cowboys are not a top team by any stretch, though. They have, they're playing all a bunch of backups. You have well, to I score, think the reason, Eddie. You have to score. You we'll didn't score do a enough, job. We'll, so, we'll you know, score you, enough to win. We'll score more than you. If you score 16 like you did against the Pat, like what did you win? I, I'm not sure what I, if I'm watching the same thing. You could be 0-2. It wouldn't take too much to pivot from that 2-0. I don't know. I, I, I'm not that I, impressed with them. And I, yet they're, they're – Well, why they're, should you be uh, impressed by the Cowboys, though, with their backup quarterback? Well, you should. You shouldn't, but you should be a little nervous. I mean, they could have folded it uh, against – Well, here's why you should be impressed. We gave up two touchdowns to uh, Joe Burrow 
and Tom Brady and only one through the air. So be, be impressed right. with their defense, at least. That's right. right. Uh, that, spaghetti's cause for optimism above all else is it's great to see Saquon on a human level yeah. doing nicely. He's a great bet for comeback player of the year still. Um, but Spaghetti's point is Thibodeau and Ojolari aren't playing in there and they're doing well defensively. Now you step up in terms of class of foe coming into town here, but it is Cooper Rush. Uh, but Sal, you, you hit the nose on the head. Very subtly, and I know the Bills are, you know, uh, you know, scoring 17 touchdowns a game and two and all of that. But for the most part, it feels to me like defense is winning earlier than it usually does in the NFL calendar. And yeah. the Cowboys have one of the best defenses. I think that I mean, that's the difference in the game that I I get that the that the Giants O-line is performing better and specifically Andrew Thomas spaghetti and all of that. But. That's that's a different level of defense that they're going to see with Dallas rolling into town. I I, I I think the main thing is the under now to the more important debate. What's your bet going to be head to head? The two of yous. Yeah, we you have guys got to do this something. Out. So we have reverse mohawk. Thursday. Reverse mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> Babyface, did you come up with something? We we uh, spaghetti and I definitely have to have a bet on this. And we're on the road and underdogs here. So let's keep that in mind. Well, there's always a plate of Eddie's spaghetti which could be spaghetti mm -hmm. with anything he'd like to put on it, whether it be mayonnaise or syrup or uh, Cowboys tears, you know, something like that, whatever. Is that if the Giants win? Because that sounds like something he would like. Yeah, that, way, that could be. <laughs> spaghetti with syrup. Or okay. if uh, the Cowboys win, maybe Eddie has to dress as a cowboy, specifically Woody the Cowboy from Toy Story. Oh. That, I would love like He'd be adorable. But uh, Well, he has to go to the gym in, uh, in that costume. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> I don't want him on a, okay. a stupid Zoom here. Yeah. All right, spaghetti. I'm, come I'm, up I'm down with, with whatever. I'm I'm confident. I mean, I'm being poo poo for my team scoring 21 points and 19 points. You scored three in week one. Like back yeah, quarterback saying, you know, "Miss your starting tight end." Like I I just feel pretty good about this game. All you right. know, the good thing All is, right. Eddie, I don't think you have much to worry about. I don't. The, the, the Cowboys really, really have. Are we? I, I sure you want to talk about overreaction through two weeks? Do the Cowboys really have one of the best best defenses in the NFL, or do they have Michael yes. Parsons? Like and I think maybe those statements. How many great quarterback rates do they have to put? I mean, it was Brady and Burrow. I'm sorry. I think I think that's more impressive than uh, Baker and Tannehill, who we saw was just a disaster. Last I mean, night. sure, but once somebody figures out that it's probably going to be in your best interest to double team mm. the only guy on the okay. defense making plays, I don't know. Maybe something will change. I feel like a guy like Brian they've had Dayball, 19 games to figure it out. They've they've not figured it out yet. So maybe he's actually good. But all right, Martin, I was going to ask you, what would you rather be holding a ticket for the Giants to win the NFC East at plus 525 or the Cowboys at plus 550? It's so disrespectful. The Giants are ahead. Uh, so but I think you would uh, clearly it sounds like you'd answer Giants. I would rather have a Giants ticket, but hmm. it's, I have an Eagles ticket. I just don't think either one of these teams eventually, like neither one of them are going to win the division, but I, I would okay. rather have a Giants one. But the way that Brian Dayball is running Daniel Jones, he's going to snap in half soon. I just, you know, it's, he's going to break. He They've run him like he's a college quarterback. So we'll see how that goes for the for the Giants in their future, if you have that futures right. ticket. But, they, they, I mean, they're competitive, though. They're a much better team than they were last year. Sure. of course. Look, I had them going 8-9 and nine out of everyone on this uh, call here in this podcast. I probably had them doing better than anybody. How, Spaghetti, how many games did you have them winning? I said in the 7-9 to nine win range, yeah. So Okay. All right. So I they're right there. In lockstep. I had them at 7-10, and, and maybe they're going to wind up a tick better than that. Let's wait and see what happens. But – 
Uh, I'll stick with the Cowboys if I get to answer that question. I'll, yeah. th- I'll stick with the Cowboys at plus, what'd you say, 500 they 550. are right now? 550. Plus 550 with Dak coming back in a couple weeks. Well, that's I mean, the thing. Yeah. Again, talk about like overreactions. This is what we talk about. Two weeks worth of information does not equal the, mm-hmm. the remaining four months worth that we're about to see here. What's crazy right. is Spaghetti said on minus three, on Monday, he he didn't say it himself. He said people are now talking this way about Dak and a, and a Cooper Rush QB controversy. Then I'm on social media and I see you and the sports guy indulging the same thing. It's you in theory. They're better without that. That's, <laughs> no, no. that's crazy talk. I, that, I mean, that's, I'm not going to get Let's crazy. settle down, everybody. Let's, no, let's, but I'll say it's this. It's Cooper Rush. There, there are teams that, uh, and we'll get to yours in a second, check that could be sniffing the playoffs, theoretically. Maybe not your Steelers, but is Cooper Rush, will he have most of his games be on par with a Mac Jones, with a, uh, and we'll get right to it, with, you know, with a Trubisky or with some of these lesser quarterbacks that might no. make the playoffs? Really? No, okay. he's Cooper Rush. He's Cooper Rush. He's been around. He's been in the pipeline too long to suddenly right. break out as being like, okay. Okay, he's all right. You could you can make a run with that guy. That's that's it. That's uh, well. It an seems illusion. like you just you just like define Trubisky. He's been in the pipeline too long to step it up. But and also but you call he is for what him he is right. Out. Well, you were gonna switch. You did I hear right yes. on minus three? You said take him out in the third quarter against a, a, a really like with knowing what what Belichick does against rookie quarterbacks. That was the time to put him in. Pick it in the third quarter. I, you know me, Sal. I'm I'm one of society's foremost empaths, and I yeah. I understand the human condition, what goes on in one's brain, and I thought that was the ideal spot when you're trailing the Patriots. If you put the kid in there at halftime or somewhere in the third quarter, now he can no. only serve as hero. Only no in, I'm talking mentally he and throw emotionally. Three interceptions. What yeah. if he throws three interceptions? And what are you looking then at? Then it's not point? his fault. He didn't. He didn't blow the lead. The other <laughs> Everyone, guy did. It's not oh, his. That, you think everybody will look at it as not his fault or just you? <laughs> the fans would be if, uh, outraged. No, no, crazy people in Week One in Pittsburgh were saying, "Put in Pickett now, like." They're beating, they're winning in Cincy against the defending uh, AFC champs. You want to swap out the quarterback now? That's crazy, dog. When you're losing and you're losing, it's the reality. Oh, so your idea, your idea of non-crazy talk is to swap him out against the greatest defensive coach of the decade in his first NFL action ever. Well, when right. you use a first-round draft game, pick on a quarterback, yeah. I, I feel like that's low pressure. It's it's better to <laughs> that's relative low pressure. Like, hey, get in there. You don't have time to think about it, to sweat what's going to happen over the course of the week. You 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 throw the kid in there. We saw that work with Justin Herbert when Tyrod Taylor got the got the needle uh, right before the game. I kind of like that spot for a guy. I wouldn't like him. Hey. Just make sure you don't make any mistakes and blow this lead, kid. That's not the premise you want to put him in there with. I think you want him to be in a, a potential hero, and that may be. I don't. I, I the 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 talk that is still ongoing. Like maybe they should put him in there against Cleveland. They're not going to do mm. that on a short week. If they stink, oh, it but up they would do it at halftime on Thursday night after he's been taking second team <laughs> yeah, reps no all week. week then. Yeah, and then uh, an hour and a half. I like right? I like I like the luxury of being able to when you don't have the guy, when you don't know who the guy is, you don't have Josh Allen or your franchise QB. I like the ability to throw a curveball at a defense. You like, know what this is? Oh, what? They're putting this, another QB. This is in? what this is. I like that because I grew up with this. I grew up with this until Drew Brees came to New Orleans. 
he he's yeah. now experiencing it for the first time in a very long time that Ben is gone. He just doesn't know what to do with himself at quarterback. He doesn't. He, he, yeah, he's he's so right. he's so left. He's I so know what right. The answer is. I mean, you want to bench a guy at halftime, but you don't want to do it on a Thursday night because that's a short week. Meanwhile, we're taking second team reps. Yeah. Don't hey, don't worry. We will find out what pick it is soon enough. This year, it may be a right. wash, Dave. It may not be. I understand that in Pittsburgh, you guys are supposed to win. You're supposed to be competitive. You're supposed to be 800. It may not happen this year as you're figuring out this very important position. Let's go 800, Kenny uh, Pickett. I mean, 800, um, yes. I mean, over eight <laughs> wins, 500. I Listen, I... I I think that the hand wringing and histrionic behavior from mm-hmm. Pittsburgh media and the Pittsburgh fan base is is embarrassing. Um, the the settle down, everybody. Coach, are Tomlin you including Snoop Dogg, a Snoop Dogg who called for uh, yeah. offensive coordinator Matt Canada to be fired? Yeah. All right. Listen, well, so, I get the but, concern but about said, Canada. You're one and one. This is a- and he didn't exceed expectations, Trubisky. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't uh, gone beneath expectations. That's kind of where you should be. So he needs to get yanked in the third quarter. Yes, and well, because that was a winnable game, and you know the the takeaway that no one wants to hear on the banks of the Three Rivers because people are too busy crying about the situation. What are we gonna do? Matt Cannon is no good. They aren't throwing the ball downfield enough. What are we gonna do? Relax, everybody. A play or two in that game and the Steelers end up winning there they they dropped an interception they dropped a punt you swing one or two of those things and the Steelers end up and everything is right as rain but the reality of the 21st century is is that when you use a first round pick on a quarterback you play him sooner rather than later this Steelers team is not some juggernaut team that you just roll with whoever you have a good defense now, at some point, they're going to transition to the first-round right. draft pick. It's just a matter of when that sweet spot is. If they lose to the Browns on Thursday night, to me, you certainly now go to Kenny Pickett against yeah. the Jets in Akershire in Week 4. That's I fine. I think the, the perfect not, time not the would be against the Browns. Week, uh, four minutes into the first quarter would be the perfect time to uh, start <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's an insane theory that ne- we've never seen in, in pro football. If you don't have the guy and you have two guys both there who you're like, yeah, maybe that guy can get it done instead of this guy since we're dormant offensively today, it's a change of pace. That's no, the luxury. Know, you, what you don't have with a Hall of Fame QB, you can't sit him down and say, like, we'll get back to you next week. Now you do have that. Like, that'll well, go yeah, to the kid act, here. You act back like they to- lost to the Bengals, though. Like, if they had lost to the Bengals and were, like, struggling to score against the Patriots, I would I would believe this more. But it's like, you're, you're one-on-one. It's fine. Like, I don't know. The Patriots come to play. Belichick feasts on rookies. I'll say this, Martin. Who did you have for offensive rookie of the year? Because if you if you do think that Pickett's going to be in sooner rather than later, eighteen to one, now's the time to jump on. But I forgot who you right. had, Martin. You had one uh, of the receivers, right? Uh, I, I had I, whoever it was. I honestly I don't remember right now because I bet Dave's pick. Olave. <laughs> I had a no. lave at twelve. You had a lave. Oh, you Shaq, I, who did you? Yeah, Shaq, I ended up betting had, Dave's had, pick, which Sam, was Sam Howe. <laughs> I bet Sam Howe. I ended I up betting Dave's I, pick, I, I, and that's the ticket that I have now. Well, he is falling. I think, He's a hundred to one now. <laughs> but I, I think the commies. Yeah. Commies lose. Commies lose again. You know, and there's a decent chance this will be an ugly game, yeah. and there's a chance Wentz won't be great here. I don't know if they'll flip the switch that soon, but. You know, as long as as long as the QB 
the rookie QB is in there by, say, the mm. quarter poll, I think that guy has a chance to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I think there's a good chance that Howell will be in that spot, and I think there's a good chance Pickett will be in that spot. The problem for Pickett is that after the Jets game, dig up the schedule. The next seven or so games are oh, just yeah, miserable. Bad. They're like the Bills and the Bucks and now the Dolphins and so on. It's a mess whoever is under center for Pittsburgh after these next two games. So uh, which Drake London favored to, to win that offensive right now at five to one. That surprises me. I don't know why I thought Garrett Wilson or somebody else would be mm-hmm. uh, on top. He's been making one. big plays, but uh, which yeah. fan base do you guys think that you could like, we could kind of hear through the TV was more justified. The Steelers fans chanting for Kenny Pickett or the Broncos fans counting down five, four, Going. three, two, one to avoid delay of games. Um, I mean, I, I think they're just showing off Broncos fans. You know, hey, we know how to count. Some of these other idiot fan bases don't know how to. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, but Russ is getting booed wherever he goes. That, that's what's interesting. Like, who boos him next week? It's it's uh, very strange what's going on there. But uh, they did a great job. Remember, remember yeah. um, when the some people the takeaway from Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell both leaving Pittsburgh in in uh, ugly divorce fashion. Everybody, mm-hmm. the takeaway was like. Hey, Tomlin really did a good job keeping all that mess under wraps. We didn't really know about it until it was done. Um, same goes, kind of. We knew something was, um, wasn't was quite right in Seattle for the last few years. Who knew that they all hated him? Like Richard I Sherman know. just jumps to Twitter to announce, like, ha-ha, every time he makes a bad play. That's Boy, they stupid. really detested this guy. Well, the players, whatever, you have personal relationships. But the fans can't be booing him. Yeah, we never talked about this. this I agree with that. Now, but, but Martin, there's, there's other ways to approach this. I mean, Brady, you know, is it because he's in his prime? Is it because he left in his prime? Is that, is that the difference between a player coming back and, uh, and leaving? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would, if I was in Seattle and I was a Seattle fan, I would boo Russell Wilson, too. You play for the other team. Like, if Sean Payton goes and coaches the Cowboys, guess what? Boo you, bud. Boo you. Yeah, no, you were supposed to be for me. You could have wow. been mine forever. And you want to go and do this and that? I mean, I understand. <laughs> hey, you want to go make a life decision? That's fine. My life decision is I decided a long, long time ago that I'm loyal to the soil mm-hmm. of where I'm here. This is my squad. You left. You're the one that changed the status quo. Uh, like, no, that's not, I mean, and I, like, look. Everybody else apparently did not like Russell Wilson very much. So I guess if that's the case, maybe some of these fans shouldn't have been that anxious about it. But when you go from thinking that you got a guy to Geno Smith and Drew Locke, you know, I would feel some type of way about it as well. Pay attention, pay attention, Lamar Jackson. Fans will always side with the brand over the individual. You hear Marty Weiss, diehard Saints guy, love Sean Payton and Drew Brees and all that. But... When put in a put in a tough spot, he's going with the brand. Beware, Lamar. The the fan base ain't going to be on your side when push comes to shove. Mm. Martin, what were you going to add? I was. I mean, why would I not be? The fan base should. I mean, why would the fan base be? Like, I'm supposed to be a like. I'm supposed to just be a Sean Payton fan because I was a fan of the Saints before he got there. I can't believe Dave has this take. This is fascinating to me. This would shock me. I feel like if Big Ben decided he was going to retire in Indy, you would have like not necessarily been the most happiest about that. So, but I, I think I, it's I'm one of those things you have to experience that. before you actually know how you're going to react, right? Check if if Big Ben did play for the Browns, uh, right? This week, uh, this fair. Year, I, I, four weeks, yeah. 
I hear you. I, you know, but I also, you know, I, I, I bask in the glow of guys who wear black and gold and nothing but for the entirety of their career, Lemieux yeah. and Roethlisberger and Mean Joe and all that, who I do boo, the difference between Russell Wilson and Barry Bonds is Russell Wilson brought you Lombardi, who you're the Seattle Seahawks. You had no history mm. of that. You went to two straight Super Bowls. Okay, Malcolm Butler happened, but nevertheless, you got to celebrate on a level you never see, did. You I almost were a dynasty. That's the opposite with thing. That guy. Seattle fans Barry don't Bonds think that ditched. Russell Wilson brought him. I think Seattle fans think the Legion of Boom brought him, Marshawn Legion Lynch brought him, and, and Russell Wilson cost him the opportunity to get to. Now, you know who I also Seattle think it's weird. Well. Se- Seattle buys into this 12th man thing, too. And I think they think they're just as responsible uh, uh, <laughs> more than any of the, the entities you mentioned just now, Martin. I know, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, listen, let's take a quick break and let's talk baseball in which Russell Wilson might be playing again soon. Who knows? Right, we'll be right back. <laughs> all right, my Mets. I'm wearing a Met cap here. They clinched a playoff berth. I want to say October bound, but the season um, seems to go until like October 6th or something like for the regular season. So, but they will make the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Whether they win the division is another story. They're up one game with 13 left tied in the loss column against the Braves. They have three against them at the end of September heading into October. Like I mentioned, the Astros clinched the AL West. That's five of the last six years. Martin, plus 380 to win the World Series. I think people were kind of sleeping on the Astros. Not a great price, but um, definitely one of the three teams you expect to be there in late October. Or maybe it's December. I'm not sure how long the schedule goes. Yeah, I think it's around somewhere around Thanksgiving. I, I think I like the Dodgers, yeah. though. Even though the Astros, I, mean, I like yeah. the Dodgers to win the World Series. I mean, maybe it's just because there's a team that I see like almost every night because I'm out here, but they just are dominant. It doesn't almost doesn't matter who they pitch, what lineup they put out there. Whereas in the How Astros, many runs they're given. They cover the one it, and a half, so they're a better's darling. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. it's just like the Astros just seem you know the Astros seem like the Buffalo Bills through two weeks. I mean, I'm sorry, the Dodgers seem like the Buffalo Bills through two weeks. The Dodgers have seemed like them the whole season. It feels like. They're there's not no matter an injury, who they start. at least uh, in their in their uh, arm arm wise that uh, they can't overcome. It seems. Let's see. Maybe October will be different. Shaq, play of the day Tuesday. We went two for three with our pups. You had the Cardinals. I had the Jags. Uh, let's pick one. What's your uh, baseball bet? What's your diamond bet for Tuesday? All right, I'm going to give you that. But first, let me say one guy I'm definitely going to boo when he comes back to the banks of the Three Rivers is Daniel Vogelbach. That slob trader yeah. runs off to the Mets drinking his champagne with his with his pals like he's known these guys for more I than a fortnight. It. Shame the devil. I'm going to boo you uh, for right, sure. This is the damn back, check that I expected trip. right here. This is what I expected. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um but the other thing is, very quickly, out. opposite field hits that go to the wall, and you wonder if he's going to get to second base or not. It's fun. It's a fun <laughs> team. Go ahead, check. What's your pick? What a heavy set, man. And I'm going to stick with my Metropolitans to win the fall classic uh, for what that matters. It also matters, too, is I think we still, as baseball viewers, haven't fully adjusted to what happens now pretty much over the last 10 years, which is who has the deepest pitching staff, including starting pitchers, because some percentage of those starters are going to wind up uh, pitching middle innings. And that's what tilts who wins the, the World Series now. Almost every year, it feels like I don't have the answer who's got the deepest total pitching staff one through nine or 10. So I'll defer to you on that. Meantime, 
the the thing that I'm watching is what most casual baseball fans are. Aaron Judge, the home run chase. Can he get by Maris? The answer yeah. is yes. He's at 59. I'm betting him to hit number 60, and that will be a magical clout in terms of history to hit 60. Not many people get to that number. Plus 170 if he does it. Who's he doing it against? The battle in Buccos. It should only count for a half. I think it'll count for full. You'll get plus 170 for the bet. You know, this is cute, and, you know, he's going to get his MVP award, and he's going to probably break the inferior record. It's the it's the minor league record. He's, he's breaking the Yankee record. Congratulations, uh, Babyface and Spaghetti and uh, and Meatballs there. He's bra- you know, the real record is Barry Bonds, 73. So, good. Good for you. You'll get past 60, Mantle, 61, Maris, and that'll be that. But uh, It matters if he a- gets it in 154 yeah. games versus 162, right? I guess if you look at it, if people are paying attention, yeah, that's that's one of. If he gets to, if he gets to, which is a legitimate number, if he gets to sixty-five, no matter what you want to say to diminish it, you have to say, "Wow, so, one of the all-time great slugging seasons that we've sure. ever seen." I want to. I'd rather diminish it though. All right, Martin, what's your okay. pick? I'm going with Luis Castillo of the Mariners to get the win. You can get this on Caesars. It's minus one thirty-nine. The Mariners on the money line. Are minus 244. So minus 139 is obviously much better odds. Castillo's worst start as a Mariner came against the A's in late August. So this is a revenge spot. And, I mean, Oakland has been mailing it in all season. But they have the second worst strikeout rate since the start of September. So I expect him to go pretty long into this game because it'll probably be three, four pitch at-bats because they're swinging at everything. Mm -hmm. So I think he gets the win. Now, Martin, I think like, you know, our focus is mostly on football, like 99.5 percent, whatever the whatever the Browns chances were to win with less than two minutes left. That's what we are. <laughs> That's our focus on football. But I think there's money to be made with baseball. I really do. I think some of these lesser teams that are out of it, that have been out of it since the end of July are going to bring up their September prospects while these other teams are still jockeying for position. Teams like the Braves need to win the division. I like them minus yep. two on Caesars. It's good. You can buy minus two, and you'll get a push. You don't have to go minus two and a half. Minus two is minus 118. The Braves are 11-3 and three against Washington, a team who essentially has given up. Patrick Corbin, 6-18 and 18 is the starter. He's got a 6-11 ERA against Charlie Morton, who's serviceable, I think, at 8-6. and six. High strikeout guy. You got Austin Riley, uh, 37 home runs, 92 Runs batted in. They have the rookie of the year. It's now not Strider is the favorite, not the pitcher. It's Michael Harris batting 305 with 18 homers and uh, 26 doubles. Six of the last seven Braves wins come by two or more runs. Put it in the books. 7-3 final. I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to like it when I collect the minus two, minus 18. All right, check. Mr. Lister tonight, 7 p.m., or 7.04 yes, p.m.? 7, 7 p.m. Right? Eastern. If you didn't yeah. get enough excitement out of the Patriots and Steelers, we're here for you on Mr. Lister, the list-based sports trivia show on Spotify Live. Be there. You can chime in. By the way, I did hear you in the uh, the D3. Great stuff on Sunday. That's a must-listen while you're watching as a companion oh, to looking at the football. Have these so guys emotional. in your ears. It, it, yeah, it was very... <laughs> <laughs> it was emotional. Brother, but brother Bry said he went for a ride afterwards. For left his whole family for like four hours. So they, they couldn't. I like the threats. Ball. I like. I yeah. We have we have a bunch of histrionic people here at extra points apparently <laughs> because people. I, I heard promises to abandon their team two weeks in. I I may be done with this team. 
Um, I heard Those that mentioned more losses. than once. Yeah. Um, the the thing I want to plant a seed for on Thursday, the next time we convene, let's all come up with in college football, which has been splendid so far this year. We're really only talking about one slot available in the final mm-hmm. four because we know three are already occupied and they were in July and they were in April and they were whenever people decided Who's that there the would fourth? only be four days. Who's the fourth? We have to figure that out. Uh, the the three obvious ones all have a minus sign next to their number. Mm. Everybody else is a plus. You figure out who's going to be the plus, and we'll uh, we'll provide right. our answers. How okay, about that? we'll do that on Thursday. Also, Will Blackman's going to join us. Lemon Pepper Parley, hey. co-host. You're, yeah, you know what? We're going to give him a little uh, performance review. Isn't that good, okay. Martin? Hmm. All led, right. Led by you. He's uh, your uh, uh, co-host on Lemon Pepper Parley every week, and he's going to join us Thursday. I think I will let Dave uh, lead that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't think you think? All right, the dynamic might be weird if if you give him a job review. All right, yeah, we'll yeah I'm that. a, I'm a, that's gonna let be Dave. Fun. You know, I, these these guys, <laughs> Sal, you know, they're they, they still work out all the time. These guys that you pair you me do? with the TJs, the Will Blackmans, I can see it. Yeah. They still got these muscles around here. I don't even know the trapezoid. You know, I'm, I'm not messing with it. I'm right. with Dave. Right, but Will on. drinks a lot of wine too, so maybe you catch him on a draw. I don't know. I I don't want anyone <laughs> fighting. That's the last thing I want. Uh, minus three, Shaq. You got one in the books. You got one with Kevin Hench coming up on Thursday. Waiver wire with Jen Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. Get all your fantasy needs taken care of that. Megan Fun of Sports uh, with the Megans talking all good good things about sports. And, oh, covered in glory, soccer, and against all odds. I think I covered all of them. I think that's it. Yes. So that covered them will in glory. do it for another. Yes, covered all of them in glory. Uh, reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 